By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Never gonna not dance again. Isn't that a double negative? I think it is, actually. <laughs> Isn't that... Weren't we taught in school? Did you take those English classes? Did you ever, I did. Remember, I wonder if they're teaching them now. Remember... No, I don't they think don't that, even teach cursive anymore, and I think that's actually a life... I don't think they teach anything anymore. I just think they teach, like, body parts. Hey, do you have one of these? Then you're a blah, blah, blah. Do you have not one of these? Then you're a blah, blah, blah. That's all they teach nowadays. But... <laughs> no, they teach if about... you have a tail... They teach about butts, too. blah, blah, blah. They teach about butts, too. <laughs> What? You said butt. And I go, yeah, they teach about butts, too. That's, oh. all, that's all they teach. Aunt Kardashian. <laughs> okay, kids, open up <laughs> your know. book. We're going to have our all-day anatomy lesson. But we're in the kindergarten, Mrs. So-and-so. Well, you know, this is important that you know. Import- I'm only in third grade. <laughs> right. You know, I Which I is true. I didn't talk about this. Let me if I can find this. This is like... One of these things, it's, to me, let me see if I can find this story. Someone sent me this story because, you know, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always congratulating, uh, I'm always congratulating, um, uh, what, I'm always congratulating teachers on the air. Okay, let me, let me find this. Yeah, that's, that's you. You're very gracious towards teachers. Um, hold on a minute. Uh, where did it go? It was a story about Chicago and it listed all these schools Hold on a minute. You know what? Uh, maybe I'll find it later. We'll talk about it later. But it talked about the reading and uh, reading and arithmetic proficiency of various grade levels in the Chicago schools. Now, this is Chicago. Let me see if it was last week. Some things I don't get to. Oh, by the way, did you see what happened at the Clydesdales? No. What? No, seriously. They had a they had a problem where they were. Let me see this story. I got this one. I think I saved this one. Anyway, they were at, I thought I saved it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe it was the day before. Maybe it was this one. Uh, they were at a performance someplace down in Texas, and one of the horses fell. They were on like a, in like, you know, in a, in a arena, and the horses uh-huh. were parading around, you know, with the bush beer wagon and the whole bit and one of the horses fell and it caused all the almost all the horses to fall down well because they're all on that right um, right right they're they're on that hitch that's and that harness right right and almost all the horses fell down and they thought the one horse that originally fell they were going to have to here it is right here uh, no, no 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 see that they were in see this is what happens and PETA goes after, because we talked about this last week, that PETA went after Anheuser-Busch because they cut the Clydesdale's tails. Okay, you know, I'm thinking to They've myself... They've always done that, haven't well, they? I'm thinking to myself, isn't that they like... They do that to Doberman Pinchers. Well, isn't that like us... Co- no, 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 no. Their tails are made out of like, you know, like, you know, like our hair, right? I know, yeah. Does it hurt when you get your hair cut, Shelly? No, <laughs> unless unless the guy uses guy or gal uses dull razor, I mean dull you know scissors, and they pull hair out of your hair. You know, it doesn't cuts my hair. She would never. Well, it doesn't. How's she doing, by the way? I'm sorry. How's she doing, by the way? She's she's on the mend. Okay, I just want to find out. Okay, Thank so you. no, the idea being is if you cut a horse's tail, it's not like you know. Once again, we talked about this with cats. You can't cut cats. 
uh, clause anymore because, matter of fact, there are very few vets that will do that anymore because they say it's like cutting your finger off at the first knuckle. Okay, well, you know what? I'm all for that. You know, go ahead and cut my fingers off the first knuckle. Who needs those little things on the end? Who needs... Oh, stop it. That way you don't have to cut your fingernails anymore if you don't... Ignore. <laughs> I have you on ignore. I'm sorry. I'm going to turn to another station. <laughs> Thanks, Kay Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> There's an inside joke there, and I snorted. Okay, here, let me think. Uh, Clydesdales. Let me see. I can't... I thought I saved it in my little file here, uh, which I keep all my stuff. Clydesdales... Here it is right All here. Your Fox stuff? News. Clydesdales, Budweiser Clydesdales get tangled up, fall down during Texas Stock and Rodeo Show. And that's, it's it's that's a so sad. it's a horrendous picture because they got these horses laying on the ground. Spectators at the San Antonio Stock Rodeo a stock show and rodeo in, in Texas witnessed a tense moment when a team of iconic Blood, Budweiser Clydesdales got tangled up and collapsed to the ground. A video showed by the Modern Model Horse Tax School shows the demonstration going awry after a pair of the Clydesdales tripped and the crowd gasped in horror as the massive horses stumbled and fell onto the ground. A group of officials and trainers rushed to the horse's side and frantically checked for injuries. Uh, as the team of professionals worked, the announcer narrated the suspenseful action to the audience, noting that in the rodeo business, when you're working with animals, you never know what can happen. The video shows the workers proficiently untangling the horses and removing them from the arena. The horse that fell was immediately checked for injuries with, with the announcers saying, uh, assuring audience members that they have, quote, an animal care unit. If we need to transport any livestock, even a 2,000-pound bull, we're able to do it. After a few minutes, the two lead horses and a third horse were freed from the pack to create space around the down horse. When the animal finally tries to rise to its feet, the crowd roars their encouragement, but then fell back down again. During a oh. second attempt, the massive horse managed to regain its footing after the handle removed the heavy harness from the horse. Once the horse rose up, the animal received a thunderous applause from the audience. Uh, da, 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 and, and this is the announcer. He's going to be totally, he is going to totally examine that animal, the announcer said. They will look over the rest of them that they were all in that hitch as well. They are beautiful. Following the debacle, animals welfare organ. Here we go. Here we go. Following the debacle, animals, animals welfare organizations criticized the beer company for using tight-fitting harnesses during horse shows and removing horses' tailbone. I don't. According to people for the here we go. According to PETA, investigators went to the official breeding facility for the what Budweiser's Clydesdales. Quote: We uncovered that Anheuser-Busch Company's LLC, which produces Budweiser beer, amputates the tailbones of the famed Clydesdales primarily so they'll look a certain way as they pull the wagon. Clydesdales use their tails for balance, mobility, and communication, PETA shared. The removal of the tailbone is prohibited in, U in 10 U.S. states unless medically necessary and in several countries. The San, An San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo kicked off on February. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, the PETA people. You know, if there was a car accident, a guy driving, let's say a guy's got his pick-em-up truck and he's pulling a trailer with two horses in it, and let's say the truck has blowout and runs off the road and the truck overturns and the and the trailer overturns. The PETA people would get out and check on the horses and say to hell with the driver. You know, oh, he's a human. He he shouldn't have been driving down a highway with horses in a trailer. Whatever. And you know that whatever happens actually here. probably true. Yeah, it's unfortunately it is. It's <laughs> like it's like we don't care about him. He why how dare him drive a, a a a horse? He was probably speeding. He probably he's probably drinking. He was probably on drugs. Okay. He's probably drinking beer. <laughs> right. A beer in one yeah. hand and the stirrup in the other. You know, there is a pecking or order. Whatever it's called. There is a pecking order in humanity. Or, or in 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 life. 
you know, we got these little things that swim around in the ocean, you know, plankton, and it goes all the way up to you and me. You know what I mean? To human beings. I that, do. That's and there. Everything else is in between somewhere. Everything else is in between somewhere. And unfortunately, you know, I, you know, I, but don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I don't have any pets because quite honestly, I would be a terrible person because I live by myself. I would be a terrible person to have a pet, you know, and I can barely take care of myself. <laughs> I can't take, I can't take care of anybody else. You know, that kind of you a thing. You and me both, brother. <laughs> well, and I know you got dogs, but yet. I do. But yet I'm not the kind of guy that says, you know, here's the PETA people. The PETA people is like, this is like a lot of people nowadays. Hey, this, this is the way I live my life. You should live your life just like me, right? People are not like that. Hey, yeah, you know, people <laughs> like think that way sometimes. I know someone who <laughs> shall remain nameless. No, I think I told this story on the air. Who recently, within the last year, got a new car, a new bright red car, and this particular person, and I think you know who I'm talking about, right? If <laughs> I told you this story, uh-uh. Okay, this particular person. The neighbors across the street are very devout Christians, and they let everybody know they're very devout Christians, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. So the wife of the family across the street comes across the street to my friend and criticizes her because she has a red car. So? That's the devil. (laughs) I swear this is a true story. I, oh, I believe it. I can give you the name and phone number of the person, and you can call them and and verify it. And the lady across the street was not kidding. Now, here's Brad. My neighbor across the street gets a new car. If I'm going to go over there and talk to him, man, gr- you know, new car looks great. You know, boy, she'd be proud of this. You know, I, I love your Yugo. <laughs> whatever it is, you know, I don't care what it is. You know, there's a day, there's a time in everyone's life. Some people never have this when you buy a new car. And you bring it home for the first time. You go like, wow, man, it smells good, looks good. It's a new car. has that smell to it. You know, it's not dirty. It's it's not like the ones I bring home on the back of a tow truck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a new car. And, and this woman comes across the street and criticizes my friend because she got a new car that's red. You know, and that's the devil color. I'm going like, come on. You know what? I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I do. And to those people, I always say, Brad puts on his little his little minister collar, little reverend collar, and say, and I look at them, and I look at them very seriously, and I say, let he without sin cast the first stone, my son, or my daughter. And they look back and they go, that's not what it means. <laughs> okay, explain it to me then. Well, Jesus meant, doesn't it mean that you shouldn't be making fun of other people. You shouldn't be casting aspersions at other people because guess what? Unless you're perfect and nobody it's is. It's not your job to, <laughs> right. to it's, judge. It's, it's between them and their maker. It's the man upstairs who's the judge, right? <laughs> God, I, I, you know, all the, um, you know, unfortunately, my life, I've lived next to most of those people. And you know what? To some of them, I've, you know, I mean. You've lived next to most people? Most of those kinds of people. You know what I mean? No. Well, most of what kind? My very first house. Remember I told you the story? Judgy? 
oh, my very first house. Remember I told you the story that the tree, which was on my side of the fence, yes, a branch yes. fell off and smashed into his house and tore off part of his siding, and I had to pay to have his siding fixed. Then about... Two years later, the exact same thing happened, and and you know my branch, the branch fell off my tree. Quote: I used my tree in quotes and hit his house and damaged his cider again. So I spent like two thousand dollars to have the tree cut down. And then my next door neighbor comes over one day, comes over to my place, knocks on the door, and says, "Hey, thanks for cutting down that tree. You know, actually, that was my tree." And I go, it was on my side of the fence. Well, when the house went up for sale and before you bought it, I moved the fence to the other side of the tree so it looked like it was your tree because I knew it probably had to be cut down soon. So therefore, therefore, I didn't have to cut it down. And thanks for cutting it down. I wanted to punch the guy. You know, I'm going like, not only did I pay $2,000 to have the tree cut down because it's a big old monstrous tree. I paid like six or 700 bucks. I mean, $300 one time and $400 another time. Have his stupid siding fixed. And it was his damn tree. And I'm going like, and then he comes over and tells me that. I mean, come and on. And then he lets you do it. Let me then do it. Then he must have had a little, um, well, that, you know, uh, what is that called? That's lesson 101 where, once again, you know, this is Brad. If you buy a house or you buy any kind of property, I don't care uh-huh. what it is, have it stake surveyed. Not just a survey where the guy shows up, oh, yeah, yeah everything looks good. Yep. Have them yep. stick those little stakes in the ground with the little streamers on it and then go look at it. Because I can tell you by my experience and by other people's experience that if you don't do that, you're ache- you're, you're cruising for bruising. Because it happened to me because that's how I discovered because of the fact that, that you know, then when I, when, I had, you know, when I had it stake surveyed, sure enough, it was his tree. You know, but I didn't have it stake surveyed when I bought the place. So anyway, one of those things. Okay, Shelly, we got a lot to talk about this morning. The Good. Kim, the Kim Gardner thing has gone national. and I, I read a little bit of it. They <sighs> tweeted it out yesterday. Once again, you know, and I know most of our listeners, we talk on this very radio station, we talk about how our signal is geofence, which it is if you leave the Westplex, if you're like in downtown St. Louis, you're not going to hear, hear us on the air unless you're streaming us. It, on Over the air, you won't hear us, okay? And you won't, you probably won't hear us in, in Fenton. You probably won't hear us in Arnold. But here's what I say all the time. If you live in St. Charles or St. Peter's or Wentzville or New Melly or Washmo or Union or Arnold or Hillsboro or, or Edwardsville Troy. or Troy, when you travel and someone says, hey, where are you from? Chances are you're probably, I'm from the St. Louis area. And people will go, oh, my God, is it, is, do, can you walk on your street without having people shoot at you? you know, do you uh, have to wear Kevlar? <laughs> right. Do you, have to, do, you, do you carry a gun with you all the time? Is, is, like, is, 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 it, is everybody trying to murder you? Well, that's actually in the city of St. Louis. Well, isn't that where you live? Well, well yes and no. You know, it's like the, you know, like the Ferguson thing. I've, I have friends from all over the country. Are you Okay. Well, what's going on? Well, I saw it on the news. St. Louis what's is going a, on. <laughs> St. Louis is ablaze. Well, that's just area up in North County. Well, no, it's it's show, that's show. really no bigger than a block. <laughs> well, no, it's about a mile long, about a mile long, and about is it? Yeah, the 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 the, the quick trip where the apartment complex was on the very edge of Ferguson. Matter of fact, I think just down the street it's Jennings, but that that apartment complex where it all you know where the whole thing happened is on the very southern edge of Ferguson and then you go up West Florissant about a mile um, and then and then and part of the damage was in Delwood a lot of people don't realize that they 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 torched the Delwood City Hall which was which was in a strip center 
and they torched a couple of car dealers along West Florissant, which were in Delwood. So I think the boundary line, I think the way it is up there, that when you go north of, uh, what is that, Airport Road, but it's not called Airport Road anymore. I'm, it's Hereford Road or something like that. Anyway, it's Airport to a certain degree, and then it switches to something else. Um, which nor- a lot of the uh, streets do. Yeah. You know why that is? No. Kim Gardner did that. She did not. Oh, uh, she did it. Yeah, she oh, did stop it. it. It's respond- been like that since before she she's, was born. She's respond- by, by the way. What? We have to talk about Angela Davis, which is, you know who Angela Davis is? I have no clue. We'll talk about this. This is pretty interesting because this is another one of these 23andMe stories, which is like, What? Okay, you ready? Here, we got to take a break. It's 6.31. It is BTS. You know why they're not turning out any new music? You know why that is? No. Because they're all in the Army now. Are they really? Yeah, they got drafted. You know, you have to wear... Oh, in South Korea, there. you have to. Yeah, if you have to, you uh, have to. I understand. Yes, I do know that they're they're in the army. Yeah, they're in the army now. Okay, Mike Otten sent me this. It's pretty interesting story. This lady, here, let me read this. It's pretty funny. When Karen Green got a new job in 2007, some of her friends pitched in to buy her a brand new iPhone. And while hundreds of thousands of Americans clamored to get their hands on the first version of the revolutionary iPhone, uh, Green wasn't one of them, in part because she had upgraded her new non-smartphone not long before and reportedly didn't want to switch from Verizon AT&T, because you remember when they first came out, they were only on AT&T. Right. I, I didn't want to get rid of my phone, not smartphone, and I figured it's an iPhone, so it'll never go out of, get out of date. So she put it, she never, she opened the box, closed the box up, and, and never did anything with it. Green kept the first-generation 8-gigabyte phone sealed in the box, realizing as years went on that a collector might come to find it valuable. Her hunch once confirmed when appraisers on the show, this is some show called, what's it called? The show's called The Doctor and the Diva, estimated at $5,000. She put it online and sold it this past weekend. Guess how much? Uh, $12,000. Yes, she sold her first-generation iPhone, never used, still in the box, for almost $64,000. Can you Who believe bought it? Who, her friends. It's, it's, that story said, she said, said when Ken Green got a new job in 2007. No, 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 no. Who bought oh, who it bought after it? it was? I have no idea. Somebody with lots oh. of money. It wasn't me. <laughs> I guarantee It wasn't that. me either. I would never buy an iPhone. <laughs> well, who would? I guess. Actually, that's not true. I did have an iPhone, but the one <sighs> button just wasn't enough for me. Oh, Don't it even said, think okay, about now it. Now get this. And I'm not repeating it. Other <laughs> other factory sealed. What did you, I didn't even hear what you said. What did you say? Nothing. What you, I'm gonna go back and listen to that one because you know I need more. I need. I'm my. Yeah, because you know one have, full show of Shelley is not enough. I have an insatiable urge to pick little things out of what Shelley says and things like you are so icky. Or one of them goosed me. Or this is one morning where Shelley was mad at me and she said. Smartest woman in the world regrets sending me that, I think. Okay. Oh, I'm sure she does. Now, get this. Other factory-sealed first-edition iPhones have done well at recent auctions, selling for $35,414 last August and $39,000 in October. But this particular phone is the first original model, quote, in acceptable condition to go up for auction since then, according to LCG. And it's expecting more record-breaking sales to come. High-ed 
excuse me, high-end collectors operate by the three R's. This is this guy who's talking about, he's an expert at this. High-end collectors operate by the three R's, relevance, rarity, and replaceability. An original factory-sealed iPhone checks all the boxes, and we believe it will only increase in value going forward. And there it is right there. It's, it's, see, now it's interesting because I don't think they do this anymore. It shows it, and it shows it's in shrink wrap. And I don't think they shrink wrap them anymore. They probably don't. It probably costs too much. It says, how old iPhones became a hot new commodity. It's hard to overstate the historical significance of the original iPhone, which Apple CEO Steve Jobs introduced in January 2007. iPhone is a revolutionary and magical product that is literally five years ahead of any other mobile phone, Jobs said at the time. We are all born with the ultimate pointing device, our fingers, and iPhone uses them to create the most revolutionary user interface since the mouse. I had one of the first generation iPhones. and I actually think that I do too. I hated it. I hated it because at the time I had a BlackBerry. And remember, BlackBerry ruled. Yeah, you had a love affair with your BlackBerry. Are some people called them Crackberry because you get addicted to them like crack. Okay, but that's nice. If you had a BlackBerry at the time, that was the leading edge. That was the cutting edge phone. It was, or the trio. Because remember, remember back in the day when before you had, because see, the BlackBerry is the first one that had a full keyboard. That was the thing that made the BlackBerry blackberry interesting because it had a full keyboard before that so did the trio no 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 but the blackberry oh, yeah it did blackberry was first okay and the reason it was palm no palm was before blackberry but they it was or they were about the same time but it wasn't a phone see that's what yes, i'm saying it was no the palm wasn't a phone i had a palm, the palm pilot trio was because i have one well aren't you special <laughs> No, but but see, they were junk because only only people in the FAA had had junk phones like that. Um, try again, brother. <laughs> no, but here, let me finish my thought. Okay, don't interrupt me. Okay, please don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me, man. I won't. Don't interrupt me. Let me nope, try to say that won't, word. Won't interrupt. <laughs> don't interrupt me now. Okay. okay. So I'm going to start to talk, and Shelly will probably interrupt me. So let me tell you the story about. You are so icky. <sighs> just can't get up. Okay, I'm going to try to talk again without Shelly interrupting me. Okay, now the deal with the uh, with Blackberries was... One of them goosed me. I can't. I can't just talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Remember, remember back in the day on the old phones, the non-smartphones, the flip phones, if you're going to text... You had to hit the button a bunch of times, you know, like you know, dunk, dunk, dunk. Yes, you do. One, two, three. Right. One, two. Right. All that. One, one, right. one, two. Right. And that was the thing that sort of revolutionized the BlackBerry. You had a full keyboard on it, a QWERTY keyboard, keyboard, so to speak. A QWERTY. Yeah, QWERTY. Don't you know what QWERTY is? I do. Okay. Anyway, um, so along came the iPhone, and it was a touch screen, and that was like, woo, cool. And I had I had one. I don't even know what happened to it. Isn't it terrible? It's probably buried somewhere, and I could probably get five thousand dollars for it. I think I used it like a week. And go, oh, this sucks, and I hated it. And I actually have a big speaker for the iPhone that the iPhone just sits in there. It's the one before the lightning. Uh, a big speaker for the iPhone. Yeah. I mean, like a cradle kind of thing where you plug it in and it turns into like a hands-free kind of phone or something like that. No, it's 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 about. Nine by twelve inches. How do you? And it's a speaker. How do you have a speaker if you didn't have an iPhone? I did have an iPhone. You did? Yes, I've had an iPhone before. When did you go to the dark side? 
um, when I decided that the the single button was just not working for me. Now there's no button. I know. Totally not working. Shelly, Shelly, we kid her about the fact. That, how long have you had your 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 Ronco Foldomatic? <laughs> Two years. Two years. Mike Otten. Who comes up with these crazy things? He, if you know who Ronco is, you go back in Ron history. Ron Popeil. Ron Popeil, this inventor, came out with all these crazy things like the pocket fisherman. You know, you yep. have this fishing Which, line. Of course, I had one for my, I bought one for my well, daddy. Some of those things sold just because they were gagged gifts. You know, I mean, I don't know how many Mr. Microphones. I was serious about it. I, I don't know I how. I actually bought it with my own money oh, for him. You thought he was going to actually use his pocket fisherman? He used his pocket fisherman because I think my mother made him. Oh, yeah, because because <laughs> we, any, we used to, I was a river rat any, growing up. And, any fisherman worth his salt's not going to touch a pocket fisherman. He will if his daughter buys it for him. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, Mike. I mean, Otten, just out of so what's what's the official name for your phone? It's called a Z Fold. Is that what it is? Yeah, Z Fold three. And who makes it? Samsung. Besides Ronco. <laughs> so. So, so, so one day, Mike Otten texts me, says, it's Shelly's phone's actually a Ronco Foldomatic. And I'm thinking to myself, that is so funny. It, it is so funny. <laughs> even Mike you like Otten's it. Mike a funny dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ronco Foldomatic. Because it folds in half. See, I don't understand that. What, explain it to me why it's so great that it folds. Because I can make it bigger and read it. That's what she said. <laughs> She really did. Okay. There's another one right there. 646. I'll make note of that. Okay. 646. You just wait until I get the capability and, uh, of recording you. Second break. Okay. I can make that happen, you know. Okay. <laughs> can I tell you about, you want me to tell you my, my shopping experience from yesterday? Sure. I went to a place I haven't been in years, and God, I had so much fun. Okay. Oh my God! Did you jump on the big bouncy balls? No, it's you don't. They don't have those anymore because of COVID. What? <laughs> Six forty-seven. It is BS show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together. Hold on a minute. I screwed up. It's my damn fault. Okay. <laughs> it is my fault. Everything's my fault. If Shelly were here, she's taking a short break here. If Shelly were here, she'd be mad about the fact that I follow Billy Jean, not. J-E-A-N, but G-E-N-E is this guy. He's a marketing guy, and he sells classes, and I follow his classes, and he has, like, the 13 rules of of being a good person or whatever the heck it is, and actually there's – no, it's it's 12 – he says the 12 rules of being a good person, and there's actually 13 because it starts out with, with number zero. Number three is everything's all your fault, and it is. Everything's all my fault, and think about that. If we all took that attitude, Brown and Crouppen would be out of business. I mean, there would be no slip and fall attorneys anymore because, oh, I fell on your, you, you had a crack in your sidewalk in your front lawn or your front, front of your house. I fell on it. It's my fault. I should have watched where I was going. Instead, no. How are we know? I fell on that crack in the sidewalk. It's all your fault. I want $10 million. That's the way we are right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, 652. Um, if you have been following this Murdoch trial, I think that's how they call it, Murdoch, Murdo, or something like that. It's this family in South Carolina. And if you know the crazy story, it started out where this became somewhat, you know, front page news when Mr. Murdoch comes home one and he had this this sprawling, they called it Moselle or something like that. They own this big estate. It's like a couple thousand acres. And he supposedly he comes home to the estate 
and finds his son and wife dead from gunshot wounds, okay? And then all sorts of weird stuff starts to happen. Then somebody tries to kill him. Well, turns out that they didn't, it wasn't somebody. It was his drug dealer that he hired to kill him. And Mr. Murdaugh is an attorney. He's like fourth generation attorney, very prominent family at one point in time. His family for like decades ran the public defender's office um, in this particular area down there. I think it might have been some other parts, uh, some other states as well too. Anyway, now it turns out that, and then all the other crazy stuff happened, and then it turns out that he's now on trial. They say he murdered his wife and his son, and he has one son left whose name is Buster. Now, but the son who was murdered was also in trouble because of the fact that he was uh, in a boating accident. He was drunk, and he was driving his daddy's boat, and he had a bunch of his friends on the boat, and they were drunk driving a boat at night. He was going real fast and hit a bridge and hit a, a killed a young girl on the boat. Her family's suing for like $50 million. Then it turns out that uh, the Murdaws had a Murdaws, whatever they call themselves, had a uh, housekeeper who one day fell down the steps at their house and died. And and some people were going like, I don't know if she fell. And the family got all upset when they found out that he sued himself because of the fact that she died at his house. And he sued himself and got like, I don't know, three or four million dollars and never told the family that he got a settlement on the thing so they're not going to get any money. On a long story made short, the guy turns out to be like Mr. Scumbag. He, well, how could he have... Um, I, it's complicated. The whole thing's complicated. Well, now it comes out... There's is a, that even allowed? There's there's a Netflix special that comes out that... Of course there is. ...that his son, who was, who was murdered, Paul, had all these accidents before, and like... And his girlfriend, his girlfriend is now on this special saying she that he beat her that one time with when when Buster was graduating from high school they got him a hotel room because they were all drunk once again they're underage and they and they and they were in their hotel room and he choked her and and hit her and then another time they were driving home and she was and he was drunk and he ran off the road overturned his car or truck whatever they're in and he called his his dad and his grandfather and they showed up and they pulled him out of the truck and the police came oh a deer ran in front of him and then they went to the hospital and and the police were trying to interview him and the and the the father and the grandfather were there oh no there's nothing to see here nothing to see here this is just my son it just hey a deer ran in front of him well now there's and this all starts this stuff come out in this trial. This is like turned into a big deal. There's a bunch of the uh, the TV channels that are running it live. The bizarre part of this is that on the night of the murder, he claims he wasn't there. Okay? And the interesting thing about this is the reason I bring this up because it's it's sort of fascinating with forensics and and cell phones and things like that. He claims he wasn't there when the murder occurred and he wasn't there two two after. They figured the murder occurred at such and such a time because his wife had called somebody and they knew what time that was and and they think shortly thereafter that the wife and the son were murdered. Well, what's interesting was when they get the son's phone and they start downloading stuff on the phone there's a video that's time-stamped of the son taking a video, and his father's in the video, and supposedly it's like five minutes before the murder occurred. And then the other bizarre part of it was that they, they can pretty much document almost to the minute when the murder occurred, when the shooting occurred, and his wife apparently 
after she'd been shot, was not dead. He thought she was dead, or you know, whoever shot him, you know, guilty until proven, you know, innocent until proven guilty. She grabbed her phone and unlocked it and started to call, and then apparently the the button was hit where the call was ended, and they think that was her husband who had shot her. This Alex, or no, yeah, it was his name, Alex Murdoch. It's just bizarre. And then it turns out that this guy's life, when this whole thing happened, he was this big prominent attorney, and it turned out that all these people that he'd gotten settlements for, he told them, uh, they never paid, they never paid, they paid a small amount of money, and I just took the money as my my fee. You know, because, you know, you get a third contingency fee. It turns out that he'd like stolen millions and millions and millions of dollars from his law practice. I'm going like, man, this guy is a model citizen. You know, if you you know what I'm talking about? Have you read about this thing? I haven't read about it, but it sure sounds very sleuthy. Oh my god, there's going to be 40,000 episodes of 48 hours done about this. Totally. You know, you know I mean, it's, and and what's so crazy about it is it's a perfect example of people that get powerful and they think they're above the law. Because it talks about he's the fourth. And what's interesting was the, the the attorney firm that his name was on, you know, had like, well, he's like Smith, Jones, Echelkamp, blah, 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 blah. You know, one of those kind of things. Long ter- attorney yeah. name. They've now renamed the attorney firm to Parker Group, you know, because of the fact that it's it's like just they don't want anything to do with him anymore. And, and I'm going like, man, how can you get away with this kind of stuff? And especially the deal with his with his housekeeper. Now it almost sounds like the crazy thing with the with the what's the Pam Hop thing, you know, where where you know, and if they've never proven it, you know, they've never proven it, but it's pretty obvious she killed her girlfriend, you know, stabbed her to death, then got the insurance money, then got her, you know, her her girlfriend's husband thrown in jail for two years for the murder conviction. And then when she he gets out of jail because they proved that it wasn't him, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The whole thing starts to fall apart, and and it's like it's like okay, so then she this poor Gumpenberger guy she goes and picks him up and makes it look like he's trying to attack her, and on the phone he's trying to attack me, boom boom boom, she kills him, and then it turns out that she probably killed her mother too. It's like God, this is so weird. How can people be like that? Sometimes you see the worst of humanity, and sometimes you see the best of humanity. We have to take a break. 6.59. Yep. It is BS.show. You know, that's a headphone song. There's all sorts of stuff going on in that song you don't hear unless you listen very carefully on a good set of headphones. Like what? It's just this in, interesting, subtle little things. Things you pick up. There's little instrumentation in there you don't really pick up unless you hear it in the headphones. And the way it's, uh, the way it's produced, I, it's really interesting. You I kind of thought you were, but... You're really an audiophile. No, I'm not. I'm just a guy with a set of headphones. Okay. No, you're an audiophile. A couple things to talk about this break. First off, you asked me something off air. You asked me how Smash was doing. Smash was not in good shape, was in the hospital for quite some time. I talked to him today's Thursday. I talked to him Tuesday. He's back out, sounded good on the phone. He's back at work, working at the station up in Alton. He's working at uh, WBGZ up there in Alton, uh, 94.3 and 107.1, another 107.1, and uh, he's doing really well. And right. I, him and I talked a little bit about how things have changed in the radio business. He's been at it longer than me. How bad is that? <laughs> Remember, you know, we, you know, the only problem is we need to get him on the air some morning, but the problem is he's a night owl now. 
he doesn't if I get an email from him it's like at 2:30 in the morning you know what I mean so he's nocturnal yeah he doesn't wake up till like 10 or 11 in the morning so you know, if if he was on the air here he'd have to either wake up in the middle of the night for him or he would have to you know stay up and go on the air with us at six o'clock or something like that anyway good to know he is a if you don't know him he's a genuinely good person yes he is he Interest- is a good good human interesting because he won't talk that much about this and i always find this fascinating i've asked him a couple times and he sort of deferred me on this and i'm going okay i get it doesn't want to talk about it but he's actually jewish but he converted to christianity and he goes to family church down there in the valley you know where kurt warner used to hang out so um and that's his show he does a show on both of our stations yeah, actually people's praise party yeah but he's not he he wasn't real wild because i told him that we're no longer running the show on kslq did i tell you about that no. I can't run it there anymore. Why? Because of the fact that it had music in it. Oh, got it. Right. And we're not playing any music on KSLQ anymore. That's right. We're not. Right. So there's no music It's anymore. all podcasting, people. Right, it's all podcast. podcaster. Okay. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about, number one. Number two. I'm so glad he's doing better. Yes, yeah, so am I. He's a good guy. Yes, number, he's a very good man. Number two. Here we go again. On the front page of many news sites is the story, what's going on in the city of St. Louis with Kim Gardner. Now, let me let me get first off, this is a very complicated story of how unfortunately this poor woman, long, young girl, and if you see the pictures of it, she's absolutely positively gorgeous, just a super attractive young lady. She's got her legs chopped off. She's she's in town, she's from Tennessee or some someplace down south. Tennessee, Kentucky, I can't remember which one. I think it's Smyrna. Smyrna, Tennessee, I believe. And she's at a volleyball tournament. She's competing in a volleyball tournament here in St. Louis. And she's walking from the dome with her parents to their hotel room. And this scumbag who's doing like 85 miles an hour loses control or hits another car. And ultimately, somehow or another, she gets trapped underneath one of the cars that's hit in this accident. And they had to amputate her legs. Now, the bizarre part of this is, or the unbelievable part of this is, is that he is out on bond from an armed robbery charge. And he's supposed to be home confinement with an ankle bracelet on. They now say he has violated his bond close to 100 times. And to make matters even worse, he doesn't have a driver's license. And he's driving in downtown St. Louis, like 85. Nobody's came out and talked about what car he had, whose car it was. But he's driving somebody's car. He's driving like 85, 90 miles an hour in downtown St. Louis. Hits another car, which I think overturned and ultimately trapped her under the car. And there's a picture, which I saw the other day before somebody blurted out. There's a picture taken from a security camera a couple blocks away where you see this poor girl laying in the street. And there's people around her trying to help her. Okay. Now, how the story takes this bizarre, weird twist is now it comes out that the reason that he wasn't being prosecuted is because of the fact the victim of the armed robbery was dead. Okay? So in other words, and the witness... So now he's a murderer and that still doesn't warrant well, 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 no, no, a he, jail term? No, he's not time? a murderer. Now he's not a murderer. He didn't, he didn't murder... See, this this gets complicated because, let me step, I mean, the, the story unfolds more every day. Okay, the guy, an armed robbery was, he he was going to buy a gun from this guy, okay? The guy who was the victim of the armed robbery. 
And okay. his dad, I believe, is a retired police officer and said to him, son, you know, uh, you need to be careful. You go, you know, these guys, blah, 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 blah. And his dad, being the law-abiding person, puts together a bill of sale. It gets complicated when you're selling a gun. Me, I have guns. I would never sell any of my guns because I'm always afraid that if I sold one of my guns to somebody, two weeks they later... They would use it, have <laughs> nefarious things. Yes, two weeks later it would be used yeah. in a bank robbery or something like that. Matter yeah. of fact, one of my bankers once upon a time... Uh, Keith Cruz at United Bank of Union would donate guns to like charity auctions. He'd buy a brand new gun. And I think to myself, I would never do that because my luck would be that that gun that I donated to a charity auction, that gun was used to kill somebody. And then Brad Hildebrand originally bought this gun and gave it away at an auction. People go like, oh my God, that's all I need, a gun that I bought and put in auction. Anyway, so his son, who was the victim of the armed robbery, was going to sell this gun to this dude, okay? So his dad fills out the, you know, the paperwork, you know, the whole bit because he's a law-abiding citizen. His son gets in a car and drives to meet this guy. Well, it's a setup. They're not going to buy the gun from him. They're going to steal the gun from him. Uh-huh. So he goes to where they're at, and this dude, the guy that ultimately, you know, hit hit this, you know, the thing from the other night where the lady lost her legs, him and two of his buddies hold this guy at gunpoint and say, give me your gun, and they take his wallet and they steal all the stuff from him. So he goes home, Dad, they robbed me and the whole bit. So they arrest him. So so this goes through, and he's got all sorts of other crazy charges against him. Are, are, are you clear with this so far? As mud, yeah. Okay, so then the complication, after this whole thing comes out, that he violated his bond, he's out on bond, he's not supposed to be, you know, then it comes out that the charges were dropped by the prosecuting attorney's office because the victim of the armed robbery was dead. And this comes out in the paper, and the father of this guy, who's the ex-cop or the current cop, reads this and goes, my son's not dead, he's very much alive. So he contacts this, uh, the prosecuting attorney's office and says, hey, I read this in the paper that you're not prosecuting this guy because, because my son was dead. My son's not dead. He's alive. Because the reason the prosecuting attorney's office dropped the case is the only witness was the victim of the robbery. And they say he was dead. But he wasn't. See, I know what it's like. Did they know that? Or were they just being? Who, who knows? I know what it's like to become became, be, be declared dead because I have been declared dead. <laughs> because you have been. <laughs> right. No, I've been declared dead in 1989, which is a whole other interesting story, but I won't go into that right now. So so this, the story gets even more complicated. So then it comes out that the prosecutor who's supposed to be prosecuting, the reason that – so they, they rearrest him. or It's complicated. They rearrest him, and, and that's when this whole thing came out that, that you know, he's violated his, his bond or whatever. Then they rearrest him, and it's supposed to go to trial, but when it goes to trial, the attorney who's handling it for the prosecuting attorney's office in, in um, St. Louis goes before the judge and says – your Honor, I just got married a couple weeks ago, and I just got back on my honeymoon. I'm not ready for this case. So they, they essentially put the case on the back burner. I'm going like, okay, hold on a minute. You know, you know. I, Sounds cray-cray to me. Well, I mean, very sketch. I'm sorry it does. Right, and the whole thing comes down to, and what, what I bring this up is yesterday, and I'm not, I'm tying this in, but I'm not tying it in. Yesterday, this horrific thing happened down in Florida. Did you hear this one? where there's a murder someplace, I can't remember what city is in, there's a murder and they don't know who, they think they know who committed the murder, 
So this happens yesterday morning, okay? So there's the murder there, and the police show up, and they think they know who committed the murder, and they leave the crime scene, and one of the local TV stations, Channel 13, uh, they call them Spectrum 13, whatever the city is, a reporter, a young reporter, 25-year reporter, shows up with a photographer, and they're doing like a story that's going to be on the news last night. This guy who committed the murder that morning, shows up, shoots both of them, kills the reporter, kills his 25-year-old reporter, kills his, or doesn't kill his, his photographer, goes into a house, shoots a 9-year-old kid in the head, shoots his mother, and leaves. And then they catch him. And I'm going like, what is this? Now, once again... So is he out on bond again? He's got a, he's got a, a record a mile long. He's got like five or six felony, you know, uh, arrest warrants for him. How come he's not in jail? Exactly. I, mean, I see. I don't understand this whole crazy thing. Now Seattle, we've talked about this. Seattle. I don't. I don't understand why the mayor is letting it happen. Well, that's what's interesting. Yesterday, she does a 180 and she comes out. This is why this is making national news today because the mayor is now saying, "Okay, enough's enough." And because the mayor and Kim Gardner were like buddy-buddy, they're not buddy-buddy anymore. She's essentially saying, get your job taken care of or you resign. Now she's got, uh, Kim Gardner has the attorney general from the state of Missouri after her, the speaker of the house, US, not the U.S. house, the, the um, state house is after her. They're all putting the pressure on her to resign. And what does she say? Who? Who? Kim Gardner. They're trying okay. to get her to resign. Okay. And what does she say? Not my fault. I didn't do it. Not my fault. You can't pin this on me. You know, because that poor lady, you know, was in that horrific accident and got her legs cut off. Not my fault. Not my fault. I'm going like, Kim, I'm going to send you the Billie Jean list. And number two is everything is your fault. Everything is your fault. It's all your damn fault. And what's happened is, you know, once again, I say this last hour, I'll say it again. For those of you listening to the station, I know most of you listen in St. Charles County and in Warren County and Franklin County on crap and things like that. But And you're going, well, that's not me. I don't live in the city. I live out here in, where it's nice. I live out here in New Melly or Cottleville or, or Arnold or Washmo. Guess what? The paintbrush is real wide. That paintbrush is like 100 miles wide. And it starts north of Alton. And it comes right down along the Mississippi River on 50 miles of each side. And that paintbrush paints all of us in the same terrible light, whether you're in St. Charles or, or Ladue or wherever you're at. It paints us all in this horrible light. And I heard a guy on another radio station this morning say, well, I got up a little early this morning. I heard another guy say he wouldn't be surprised if there's announcements this week on conventions that are canceling here in St. Louis. Who would want to have their, their convention here anymore? I mean, you know, once again. We've always been like this, though. What difference does it make it now? it gets worse all the time. It's and, and not only that, what's happening in this whole, the whole George Floyd thing where defund the police, defund the police. Now even the people in Seattle are going, okay, enough. Crime's out of control. You know, and once you again. Think? Well, what do you think Portland feels? But, this, but the same crazy thing is these crazy nutbags go like, well, the police are terrible. You know, I'm telling you, here's what they need to do. Some city, to prove the point, maybe do it in St. Louis. If Tashar Jones had the guts, she would say, okay, I'm going to try an experiment. All you police officers, starting March 1st, which is which is what? Next Wednesday? Week from, uh, week from yesterday? March 1st, I believe it is. 
Yes. Is 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 isn't Wednesday March first? Um, I assume so. Okay. Let me just take a little gander. You like double check. Okay, March first, city police effective March first. You are off for a week. All police officers, you're off for a week. No police in the city of St. Louis. Why would you do that? Because what would that would show is if you think things are bad now, it would turn into Beirut. Because of the fact that if they're, you know, right now, the bad boys, and mostly they are boys, they're men, you know, boys, some of them are just, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old hoodlums, you know, most of them would go, oh, my God, we can do anything we want. And things would just go to hell in a handbasket. And you know what? They would. Let me tell you. On March, I think they kind of think that anyway. <laughs> well, March 1st, things would go nuts. By March 3rd, there will be a bunch of guys, the good guys, who are going like, okay, you know what? Enough of this BS. We're going to grab our guns. We're going to go down and we're going to take care of business in the city. And it would turn into van- v- vigilante. It would be death wish 1000. You know what I mean? It would be like, there would be, you know, okay corral shootouts in the streets. The bad guys against the good guys. And it just would devolve into into just sheer, sheer craziness. You know what I mean? And once again, as a young guy, you know, they, they talk about, you know, oh, police are prejudiced against, against, you know, black kids. Okay. When I was a young guy, when I was a young guy, I used to get pulled over all the time by the cops. I used to work at Steak and Shake. I used to work, I you know, like on weeknights, I'd get off at one o'clock. By the time we got the lot cleaned up, I was out there at one thirty, And I worked at the one in Florissant. I drove in North County. It took me about 25 minutes to drive home. I could tell you almost every week, at least once, I work three nights a week, I get pulled over by the cops. They'd search my car. They'd give me the whole, what are you doing out at 1.30 in the morning? Wait, you go to school? Yes, I do go to school. Why aren't you in bed? You should be in bed. You know, I mean, and I just got hassled by the cops. And to the point where I, I told this story one time. One night, I get this cop that pull. I'm in my stupid steak and shake uniform. Florissant cop pulls me up like quarter to two in the morning. I'm driving home. He's just like, you know, what are you doing? Get out of the car. You know, what do you got in the car? Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, you know, wh- you know, what are you doing? I, I just got off work a couple minutes ago at Steak and Shake. How do I know you work at Steak and Shake? I got the uniform on. Well, how do I know you work there? I looked at him. I go, how do you know I work there? At about 1030, you came in and I sold you coffee. Oh, that's right. I did see you. <laughs> and he let me go. <laughs> you know, I'm going like, he was one of the guys came in and, and I, I gave him a cup of coffee because I was a curb boy. So I wasn't a black guy. I wasn't a Chinese person. I wasn't an Indian. I wasn't a brown person. I was a white dude being hassled by the cops because I was young and it was two o'clock in the morning and I'm out driving around. Okay. But I don't think they even did that. That's what any. they did back then. Or yes, I got I got hassled. They were like babysitters. I got one time I had a county cop, county cop who was going to throw me in jail because he told me I was doing lawn jobs, you know, and I was burning my tires off in a subdivision. One of the girls I can't actually see you. Do that. <laughs> well, but here's the interesting story. One of the girls that worked and in, inside, she was what they called the you know how you how you like this going back to the old days. She was the steam table girl. You know what I'm talking about in steak and yeah, shake. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, do. you worked in steak and shake. You know you know exactly what I'm talking about. She was the steam table oh, yeah. girl. Well, her sister. You never want to make your steam table girl mad. <laughs> exactly, they make your food bad. Okay, uh-huh. her sister worked there, and normally they drove to to work together. Well, sister was off that night, so she never ride home. Matter of fact, there was another guy I was with, a guy by the name of Bill Quick, who's now an attorney, who didn't have a ride home either. So I'm going, like, okay. And so I drove this one gal. I took her to a subdivision. She lived off of New Halls Ferry Road. 
And I, I drove her into the subdivision, dropped her off at her house. Hey, see you tomorrow. I'll work the next night with her. On the way out of the subdivision, I get pulled over by the county police. Another car pulls up. Another car pulls up. And this guy is in my face accusing me of doing lawn jobs and accusing me of doing burnouts in the street. Okay? And I, he got mad. I said, I handed him the keys to my car. I go, here's my keys to my car. I want to see you do burnout because my car is in such bad shape, it won't do a burnout. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't, you know, turn the wheels over in the back because it wouldn't. You know, if you floored it, you know, it just sort of take off, but it wouldn't squeal the tires or anything like that. He grabs me and throws me on, you know, face down on the hood of my car. He says, I'm going to put you in cuffs because you were disrespectful to me. I'm going, huh, I didn't do anything. You know, so we're there for like an hour. And they're giving, you know, and Bill Quick, they're giving him, you know, what, what, what are you doing with him? You know, and, and we're going like, hey, we just got off work at Steak and Chick. I'm dropping off. I, you know, well, where should I go? I said, I don't know. I don't know her dress because of the fact she just told me, you know how it is when somebody does, hey, go down the street, make a left, uh, go three houses down. I'm on the, I'm the first house on the right. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And he goes, well, how come you don't know her address? I go, because I've never taken her home before. And she just gave me, you know, she says, you know, go here, go, go make a left. And there's my house right there. Okay, fine. Well, so, so how we get in touch with her? I go, I don't know. I don't have her phone number. You know, this went on for an hour. Well, we're going to let you go, but we know you guys were up to no good. Okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) You know, so as a young guy, I came away with a bad taste in my mouth for police because I got hassled by them all the time. Not because I was black, because I was young. They talk about, you know, the blacks, oh, it's called driving while black. Okay, I got hassled. There's a thing called, there's a, you never heard this, you never heard this before. What? DWB. No. Driving while black. Okay. You, you get pulled over all the time. If why would somebody make that up? They don't. That's what they say. Because if you're black, you get pulled over all the time. So my my thing is huh. is DWY, driving while young. Now I'm not young anymore, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. You know. But but see, once again, I have this unlucky thing. I've told the story about my one car that has the crazy license plates on it that I've had not one but two felony stops. Where the cops come out and they box in my car and the guy comes out to my window and he's got his hand on his gun because my license plate is in the database as being uh, the occupant, the driver of the car is a 25-year-old black female wanted for murder and it's still in the database. (laughs) Good thing I don't drive that car too much anymore because someone erroneously entered my license number in the computer. So mm-hmm. I know what it's like to get pulled over. And it's like like my son, my son Because you're Mocha Java. I'm driving while driving MC. while <laughs> driving DWMJ driving while Mocha Java. <laughs> if you don't know if that's the running joke here at the station, I'm BIPOC because you know, I'm tired of being called whitey because I went to the paint store and I went day and I said to the lady, I said, "Find me my skin color." And we found it and I am Mocha Java. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, uh, but you were going cinnamon crunch. I'm like, dude. Well, but cinnamon you're crunch. You're ginger. You clearly have ginger tendencies, I don't, but I'm not a ginger. You what, have red in what, your beard. What is a ginger anyway? Explain that to me. What is a ginger? I saw that the other day. They're talking about if you, see, you know, we need it's to talk. A redhead. We need to talk about this next thing. The thing with with Megan and the and the prince or whatever about how she's gone ballistic over the South Park thing. Have you seen this? 
No, what's oh the my South Park? God, this is so funny. South Park is is so funny. South Park is. I'm surprised South Park is still on television because of the fact it's, it's very much Carol Burnetti only in well, a cartoon. No, it's so politically incorrect. Yeah, like they so had Carol they, Burnett. They had the, the one of the episodes they have. You know, they go to high school. What is South Park High? Whatever, like that. Have you heard about this episode where no. the the principal the principal of of the school. <laughs> Which is once again, here's how this gets very controversial. The principal of the school is becomes he's Mr. Mr. Harrison or something like Mr. Joy. I can't remember what his name is. I don't watch South Park. I just watch the little things, little clips they have on YouTube. So he goes to you know what? Let me see if we, see if we can find the clip and play it. It's so funny because because well that's one clip. But they 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 make this thing where they have South Park has Megan and was it Harry? Is that the one she's married to? I get confused. Yes. Okay, where they're they're not Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. They're something else, and they're they're from Canada. You know, they're not from England. They're from Canada. But she's got the long black hair, and he's got the red hair, and they just make fun of him. And to the point where supposedly she's so mad about this that she's hired attorneys who are going to try to sue South Park. And what network are they on? Comedy Central or whatever? I don't know where they're at anymore. So she's trying to sue him. And, and it's to the point where the South Park guys are going like, yes, bring it on. <laughs> because they're rubbing their hands together going like, this is going to be great. The you know, Meghan Markle's going to sue us. And you know what that means? That means their ratings Another will go. episode. <laughs> no, their ratings will go through the ceiling. You know what I mean? Oh, we got to see that episode. I'll see if you can find the one, the one about the, where they go to the, where they go to. <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll explain it because. The anti-abortion people will just go nuts over this, and the transgender people went nuts over this. They're tr- the transgender people are trying to get, trying to get, um, <clears throat> trying to get South Park killed because of this. Anyway, <sighs> time for break. Time seven twenty-eight. You know, I'm just going to leave the mics on the entire time we're on the air from now because the best stuff happens in the show when you and I are on on the air. Why? <laughs> During that break, Shelley says to me, "Why do you think I'm an idiot?" I said, I don't think you're an idiot. Why would I ever think that? Where'd that come from? No, seriously. Do you really think I think you're an idiot? Yeah, I do. Oh, God. Not the case. Why why would you even say that? If there's an idiot in the show... if you seriously do not know, if there's then I- me telling you is not going to do a bit of good. If there's an idiot on the show, it's me. I'm the idiot. Fair enough. I'm the idiot. <laughs> I'm the guy that's always saying, you know, things that, you know, you say funny things. I say things that are not so funny. So you got mad at me I the other day. I don't think I say funny things. You say lots of funny things. <laughs> you do. See, see, that's the... That's the the heart of comedy is when you're the not heart of comedy. No, 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 no. When you're not trying to be funny, you're not like you're not sitting at home and like, oh, gotta write, I gotta write some 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 jokes for tomorrow. You know, oh, what, what am I gonna say? Oh, seven o'clock. I'm gonna tell the one about the three dogs and the hen. No, you know, you just we. It was a three dog night. <laughs> See, you're funny. Three dog night. Some people don't understand what that is. You have to be old enough to. <laughs> it's understand. because they're twelve. <laughs> you know, you have to be old enough to. <laughs> you really do. Right, 
because it's like 10 cc and we won't explain what that one is either. okay okay there's a reason these there's, there's, oh my god i remember them there's a reason these groups name themselves things because it's <laughs> like haha funny funny okay let me play this and i can't put this on the on the uh the uh, podcast because it'll be a copyright violation. Okay, I found this off of Sky News Australia. Okay, this is the morning show on Sky News Australia, and I think the lady's going to come in here. At the beginning is this two women, they're two talking heads, and this is the beginning of the cut. But then they play, and I'll stop and start this a couple times and explain what's going on visually. Okay, so here's the two women from Sky News in Australia talking about the Megan, the Megan Markle thing with the South Park. Okay, ready? Here we go. I don't know about you, but I grew up with South Park. And nothing in their sites has ever been sacred. And they do have this, in my view, perfectly irreverent way of reading the room. This week they've taken a swipe at Harry and, Ma- uh, Harry and Megan and it's gone viral. Okay, now, now here we go. They're, Harry and May are, they're, that's not their names in here. This is like a guy, this is a South Park guy with red hair and a red beard and a woman with black long hair, and they they come on to the set of, of, and it's called Good Morning Canada, and he's holding a sign that says, we want our privacy, and the sign she's carrying says, stop looking at us, okay, which is pretty funny to begin with. Okay, so so hold on, let's, let's, I'll roll it again. Here we go. Privacy. All right, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here, it's great. Now, so let me start. That's that's him and her. That's Prince Harry and that's Meghan. Okay, now here comes the host of the show. Once again, this is Good Morning Canada. I can't yes, understand Sam. what they're You've saying. lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I, I are totally like you should write a book because your family like stupid, and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Esther, why did this play? <laughs> the book is called. Did you hear what the book's called? Did you hear that? I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. The book is called Wah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did hear that. I'm like, that is funny. Yeah. And I don't particularly like how. So do you do you know do you know the stupid reason why he named his book Spare? Have you heard this bizarre story? Uh-uh. Okay, he's the younger of the two brothers. Okay? Of Harry? Princess Yeah, uh, he, he's the younger of the two brothers. Okay. Oh yeah, he is. Right. Okay. And and supposedly his brother will ultimately be the king someday. Okay? Uh-huh. So the reason he called the book Spare is he would he was told that he was going to be spare parts for his brother. So if his brother needed a kidney, they would take it out of him. I'm going like... That oh. is really sad to think like that. <laughs> I'm going like... That boy needs an antidepressant. <laughs> that boy needs to have his head bopped around a few times. <laughs> he, he needs to talk to someone for real that's that's accredited and Honest to God, licensed and everything. That's what he said. That's why the book is called Spare, because he spare parts for his brother. I'm going like, oh my God, I don't believe this. <laughs> you know, and once again, the funny part of it is... They make it out to be, oh, they got this terrible life. Okay, they came to the United States. They live in Montecito. You know what Montecito is? Montecito is 
is the part of California that the people in Malibu can't afford, you know? So we're already talking, if you live in Malibu, if you have like a trailer, if you have a single wide in Malibu, it's probably worth $10 million, okay? Montecito is where Oprah lives. It's like where the uber, uber, uber rich people live. It's like it's like here in the St. Louis area, we have Ledoux, and the really rich people live in Huntley, which nobody really knows about. You know about this? I do. Huntley is one of the, one of the, whatever the zip code for Huntley is, it's in the top 10 in the country for wealth per capita because everybody in Huntley has got bucks. And if you don't know where Huntley is, Huntley is if you go, if you get off, if you get off Highway 40 right there at Lindbergh and you go south and you go back, you go past Plastic Front and Back, it's on your right and you keep going south, about eh, half mile south of Highway 40, it turns into Huntley. And that's where Augie Bush number four lives and all these other rich people live. It's super, super, super elite. Like I said, if you probably live, got an armed guard. Well, if you live in Ladue, you live in, you know, you wish you live in Huntley. You know, oh, I, I've got to live in Ladue, but I want to live in Huntley. Okay, so Megan and Harry, whatever his name is, that's Harry, Prince Harry. I get yes. confused. They live in yes. Montecito. Oh, my God. And they're always complaining, Okay. Have you ever known anybody who's got tons of money that complain all the time? Yes. Doesn't it drive you nuts? Incredibly. <laughs> it go like it's like it's like hold on a minute now. You you just got back from a two week vacation. You did this. You did. You're driving a new car. What the hell do you have to complain about? Well, life's tough for me. I went to I went to the Rolex store the other day, and that new hundred thousand dollar Rolex I ordered hasn't come in yet. Wow, life's tough. You know. I mean. I just don't get it. Like a hefty. Life is tough. Like a hefty? <laughs> yeah. The garbage? Yeah. You don't understand that reference? <laughs> okay. You know when you said that, you know what I immediately thought of? <laughs> I Do I want to know? <laughs> Hold on a minute if I can find it. My all-time favorite commercials. Uh, <laughs> hefty. Um, hefty cups oh yes i do know what you think of <laughs> oh hold on a minute okay here here we go here let me play one of them this is this is the hefty ultimate cups okay ready for this this commercial is called it's it, it's entitled worth it okay remember this is a lady in her yep. in her living room looks like some lady who lives like in a do and she's got a nice sweater on she looks like she's like the perfect mother okay so here yep. we go Leotard me... patients want to know why they should take care of their enamel and i tell them I strong know. enamel is your best defense against erosion and cavities okay, reinforce that, that defense with new pernamel active okay, shield for an effective ad. cavity protection i gotta play the ad okay i oh. recommend new pernamel active shield thank you so much okay and here's the ad okay ready here we go so last night, Kendall snapped me and is all like, come over. And I'm like, ugh, I'm binging on my shows, girl. And she's like, get over here. This party is tight. FOMO kicked in, so I went. Tore that spot up. Drinks were flowing. I won King's Cup. Yeah, yes. Then we hopped over the neighbor's fence to use their hot tub. The rest is kind of a blur, but I do remember a dude that looked like Abe Lincoln, and I'm pretty sure he had floaties on. <laughs> Literally dying. R.I.P. me. Jen just tweeted that there's mac and cheese all over her crawl space. Today, the struggle is real, but I'm just like, worth it. <laughs> that 
that is so cute. <laughs> These are hefty coats. <laughs> that, there's a whole series of them that ran. Or they're hefty. Hef- I talked to my bae. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I see if I find that one. <laughs> hefty party car. There's a whole series of them. I can't. They're oh, so oh, funny. Okay. okay, here we go. Here's another one. You ready? Here we go. Another one. This is another Ever one. Ever notice how today's oh, advertising consistently far. paints moms in a cliche, one-dimensional light? Yeah. But Hefty knows moms have a whole hold, other hold, side to them. Hold it. Yeah, hold it. Here it is. Here it so is. when it came time to launch their new crack-resistant party cup, they tapped into this insight and gave moms permission to release their inner party animal. Real talk. It was bubbles on bubbles on bubbles. The struggle is real, but I'm just like, worth it. This way. We created Party Hard Moms, a series of online videos that portray moms in typical domestic scenarios. But what happened when they opened their mouths was anything but expected. We got turnt last night. Like... I can't even. My girls came over to pregame, then we headed over to this house party. The first hour was cray. Brandy knew the DJ, so we basically ruled the playlist. Next thing I know, we're all dancing up on the kitchen table. Like, sorry, not sorry. But then we had to go because too many thirsty girls were all up on Jamie's Bay. I mean, how basic can you be? Then we went with these guys. We met to this pool party, which was like literally the best. The bottles were popping and the ice luge was on fleek. Round two tonight? Obvi. <laughs> Our party hard moms spewed popular millennial slang that was so unexpected and flawlessly executed, it got the whole internet speaking their language. People couldn't get enough, and the press agreed. Our campaign was literally on fleek. Social influencers took to Twitter, amplifying our message and encouraging their followers to join the party. Through Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, Party Hard Moms has snagged over 189 million impressions and scored over 97 million video views, bringing the dated mom persona into the 21st century. Turns out, our Party Hard Moms truly are. Hashtag blessed. Oh my God, they were so... See, now, there's there used to be a bunch of them. I don't... There's only... I can only find that's the whole... That's the agency that put them together. I don't know what yeah. happened to him. Maybe they took him down. Um, party, uh, hefty Why, party. Why, because it offended someone? Yes, probably somebody complained. That's not how my mom it is. It should be party hard birthing persons. Okay, I, 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 I found him. Okay, okay. This one, this is an Asian woman. Okay, here, here, here's, here's another one. This is a good one. We'll play this one. Last okay. night was red honk. Me and my biffles rolled up to Britney's ugly sweater party and our threads were looking trill. No deezy, some next level shiz went down when that bottle of knock came out. Jen started talking like an old sea captain and I was like, this wet. Sarah posted up under the mistletoe snagging dime after dime and I had to be like, reel it in, slob kebab. Pin some of that for later. I'm hanging hard today. Current mood, pizza is my spirit animal. One Funny. more. One more. Oh no, I gotta do one more. <laughs> okay, this is this is one of my favorite. These this is two women. They're driving in their car. Okay, this one's my all-time favorite. You ready for this one? This is uh-huh. the best. Okay, here we go. Prepare for a variety oh, of pharmacy careers at St. Louis College of Pharmacy. See more at UHSP. I thought they changed the name. Okay, here we go. It was game day Saturday. We started daging at 8 a.m. trying to get weird. Jerseys were on and our face paint was boss. Yeah, we look glitter AF. Betty went hard with a selfie stick and I was like, Grandma, tag me. These parking lot extras started looking at us like squad goals trying to post up and we're like, go hang with the Crosstown eye cabbage. Becca totally macked on some center fellow with a bro stash. Ugh, now he's ghosting me. Hashtag Saturdays. <laughs> and Becca? Cinderfella? <laughs> <laughs> they are so funny. 
Oh, that's what you are. If you see fella. them, if the, the best part of this, these are women that look like your mom in her kitchen. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> they're, they're, well, they're, not my mom, but they're uh, not. You know, old mom. Right? They're not hipsters. They they look like they just got you know they just came back from the mall and they just bought all the mom kind of clothes. You know, they're in yeah. they're in the mom kitchen. Leotard you know. clad, <laughs> separate wives. Well, they're not even leotard. They're just wearing like you know like regular mom clothes. You know the stuff you wear every day. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we need to take a break. I don't have regular <laughs> okay, mom. Okay, next spread. break, I will tell my story of how I bought a suit yesterday. <laughs> Are you did ready? you go to K&G? I did. Let me tell you that story. I love that place. Okay, 748. You know, I was going to say that was the, um, um, that was the, uh, that was Shawn Mendez and the donut liquor, but it's not as Camille. Camille Cabello. Oh. It's not the donut liquor. You are just... <laughs> Eat up with that. The donut, donut liquor, person. yeah. Ariana Grande. Okay. Yesterday, I went up in North County to get myself a new suit because mm-hmm. I got I to gotta have my suit on today. Today is my suit day. And my old suit, I can't find it anymore. It's destroyed anyway. The, it was, as a matter of fact, I used to wear it all the time, but the problem was my zipper was broke and I would either have to safety pin my zipper together. I'd have to, our, our, I got to the point where the safety pins didn't work out because they kept ripping the fabric. So I put Velcro in there instead of like the zipper. I just put Velcro in there. So he's laughing at me. I'm serious. I am. Okay. Totally. So I go up in NOCO yesterday. First off, once again, MoDOT, they built the Empire State Building in 13 months. You guys have been working on 270 for like five years now. What a me- what a mess it is up in North County. It's just totally screwed up. Yeah, the roads are not good. Well, it's just even though they've been working on them they, and and messing up all the entrances and exits. Ew. Right, and they're making the, the 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 north and south service roads one way only, and it's just like okay. So I go to K and G Superstores right there. Yes, I love that place. They used to be in the old Venture Building. They moved across the street. They're on the other side of West Florissant now. They're on. They're they're where the 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 270 Drive-In used to be. You have to be really old to know where the 270 Drive-In was. <laughs> I still remember in my younger years. I drove by there for like three or four days. It was funnier than hell. They had two movies up. Uh, at the 270 drive and they had the old you know the old marquee where they had the little letters you stuck in tracks you know and you some guy got up there and put the letters up there and the two movies were the the top bill was rock and roll high school and the second movie was grand theft auto and somebody took the f and the u from grand theft auto and took off the r and the o from rock and roll high school and you can imagine what it said. And it was like that for That's three. That's so funny. It was like that for three days. And to the point where this is a long time ago, where nobody had phones, you know, cameras on their phones, to the point where nobody had phones, you know, and I drove by there in my car. I'd get the biggest kick. I'd look at that one. Look what it says. Blank and roll high school. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, okay. So I, go- I actually was there and um in the in that drive-in. Yeah. And it was the scariest movie I've ever seen called The Grim Reaper. No thanks. Were you a little girl or something at the time? Were you there with your parents or something like that? Were you there with a date? Were you on a date? Yes. Whoa. And you were actually watching the movie? Yes. <laughs> but I actually quit watching it after she got her hair pulled out. But Oh, thanks for sharing. And you say I say. <laughs> that was, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> and you I've got to go. And you say I say bad things on the radio. Okay, she got her hair pulled out. Explain that. How'd that happen? No, no I won't. won't because I don't even want to think about it. We won't go any further. Okay, so I go to K&G Superstores. Okay, 
My, and if you haven't been there, they've got <laughs> awesome clothes. And the problem is, they used to be in the Venture Store. They're in a pretty big store right now, but it's all squeezed together. I'm, yes, it is. I'm telling you, there there is enough room for you to walk sideways down the aisle. Am I kidding? Yes. I mean, you no, can't no, you can't it's, walk it's pretty straight. Damn. You got to walk sideways down the aisle. I think to myself, my budget is ninety nine dollars. Okay, so I find a suit. That's marked down from $219.50 to $99. And I'm going like, this has my name written all over it. It's my go-to blankety-blank suit, okay? So I bought it last, and of course, the pants aren't hemmed. So You stapled them. I, I pulled them up a little bit, and I got my stapler out, and I stapled my my my, my bottom of my pants. I don't have so my, I hem my curtains? I don't have my iron anymore. Because I threw Why? my because I threw it away because I told you I bought Why? that I bought that expensive one to iron yeah. and the stupid the stupid you know the stainless steel tank rusted well guess what if but it you're rusted supposed to clean it no a stainless steel tank's not supposed to rust stainless steel is stainless steel stainless steel doesn't rust so oh, well words, I don't think that it's... I got scammed those Ruenta boys and girls so I me... have a Ruenta I know exactly what you mean does your does your tank rust it does. But I, I um, use that steamer thing, and it just sits there and cleans it out. If it's stainless steel, it shouldn't rust. You know, it's all there is well, to Well, I don't it. think it's all stainless steel. I think just the pad is. If you go down to the arch, the arch doesn't rust because it's made out of stainless steel. Okay? Simple as that. Okay, anyway, move on. So 758. I, ha- I, have my, I have my new suit. Oh, my God. And you know what? I splurged. I bought a Van Heusen shirt for 24 bucks. So with tax, I got it there for one hundred and thirty-two dollars, you know, tax included for a suit, two Very piece nice. suit. Did you get nice socks? I don't wear socks. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. I wear my boots. I don't wear any socks on my boots. You know. You don't? No, I don't wear. You socks. You go sockless? Yeah, I go. I Ew. go. I go foot commando. Isn't that what they call it? Foot commandos? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and I use that Lumi deodorant on my feet so they don't stink. <laughs> yeah, this stuff. <is> so- <laughs> <laughs> did, Whatever. Did you use that? We talked about that yesterday. Did you? Use... I, I sat there. I bought some. Did it? Did it work? It's, or not it's, work? I'm sorry. Did it work or not work? Whatever the case may it's be. Very strong. And you don't want to be standing some of it and say, "Excuse me, ma'am, but your Perry area smells awfully nice." I thought. I thought it was. It's not supposed to smell like anything. Oh no! No no no! It's it's flavored. It has a smell to it. Yes, lilac, rose. I thought it was um, supposed to be scentless. Huh? I thought it was supposed to be scentless. Well, anyway, look, we got to get out of here because I got to go put my suit on. I'm in the studio right now, just in my tidy whities right now, so I got to go put my suit on. <laughs> You're so funny, Brad. <laughs> and I got to. This hit- is why we do not have a vodcast. <laughs> we don't have cameras in the studios because Shelly's <laughs> in her Shelly's in her nightgown. I'm in my underwear. Okay, uh, say goodbye, Shelly. <laughs> say goodbye. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.